All right, a little late this week, but we're back. We're going to talk about uh, week 15 in the NFL as well as how we kind of view the AFC and NFC playoff picture to this point. So I guess we'll start with, well, we probably don't even have to start with this game, but Chargers-Raiders, Chargers 63, Raiders 21. Uh, this has pretty much zero playoff uh, implications. I honestly forgot this game even happened. Yeah. I guess we it's safe to say the Justin Herbert experience was a failure. <laughs> I mean, this was, what, Thursday two weeks ago? So, I mean... Last Thursday. Okay, yeah. Um, well, anyway. Both yeah, this was the first yeah. game in week 15. Yeah, the well, the playoff implications-wise, the best thing that can happen now is that the Chargers just beat the Bills this week somehow. Zero percent chance. Yeah, I have heard the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. It's written. Yeah, we we will get there. Uh, but we will talk about a game that has some playoff implications. Bengals Vikings twenty seven twenty four and Jesus Christ, Nick Mullins tried to give this game away. Well, he succeeded. He did. He did. It was a should have been non, not even close, and the Bengals ended up winning. Yeah, I was playing flag during this game, and I remember. Someone like checked the score and it was like seventeen to three, Minnesota. So we were all just like, okay, that game's over. And then next thing you know, what? By the time I get home, I was like, holy fuck, they fucking lost. Nick Mullins threw an interception that literally only someone who bet money on the other team could have possibly managed to throw. <laughs> he was basically down for a sack and at the last second, like handed it to a lineman. So they could just have the ball and they couldn't settle for a field goal. Like this was well within scoring range. Thankfully, did not see that. Yeah, Christ. I did see the T. Higgins catch and like game time touchdown. I mean, yeah, really nice play. But people are acting like it was the greatest thing <laughs> that ever happened in the yeah. history. Yeah, so. right. It was just a pretty good catch, and then the ability to reach across the goal line was the best part. Yeah. Is Joe Burrow's contract the worst in NFL history? No. Some quarterbacks, some people are saying. Derek Carr is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll just keep it moving then. Steelers, Colts, 30-13. Uh, to 13. I believe the Steelers went up 13-0 in this one. I hate this team so much. Um. I'm no longer a Steelers fan. It's Mason Rudolph season. I don't care. It's Rudolph a, the red-nosed reindeer. I am so out on the Steelers, it's not even funny. Like, I'm pretty sure I said that last episode, too. Like, I, Maybe I, even two weeks ago as well. I was actively rooting against them. Um, a, because of Gardner. And B, I just fucking I hate the Steelers so much. They have... Zero self-awareness. Tomlin doesn't – I feel like he's just checked out at this point. He's letting the inmates run the asylum. Um, and it's just starting to be more and more clear that Tomlin 
I think it's time to move on. Um, you think they're going to? I think it's the best thing for them. I think they're at a, like sort of a fork in the road where it's kind of run its course. I think I said this last time too. Like it just does seem a lot like Andy Reid in Philadelphia. I do uh, feel that way too. Like it, it and it it feels like everyone kind of thinks that way. I think the 2017 collapse. Uh, I shouldn't say collapse because they still made it to the AFC Championship game and just got fucking bent over a desk. But um, I think that 2017 season is really just kind of what set – it's like a ripple effect. Um, Tomlin hasn't won a big game in who knows how long. <clears throat> um, uh, they've only won a playoff game, I think, four out of his 17 seasons because they're damn sure not winning one this season. No. Uh, so it's just like you look at that and you look at all of his success, all of his success was with largely Bill Cowher's team. So, you know, people will say, well, you know, you're so spoiled. You guys have never been under 500. Who gives a shit? How many eight and eights and nine and sevens have there been? Like, that's not what the Steelers are about. Um, so, and on top of that, like, all of the success they could have had in, like, the 2010, 2010s was the defense was the issue, you know? So that's... You know, you give up 40-some points to fucking Blake Bortles in a playoff game. You let Tim Tebow beat you in a playoff game. Um, who was the other one? Baker Mayfield, which, I mean, I love Baker. I'm a huge Baker guy, but you can't let that Browns team come in without their head coach and play caller come in and drop 45 on you at home. So uh, when the defense is supposed to be your specialty and that's consistently what's letting you down, a la Sean fucking McDermott, of course, they were college teammates, duh. And, uh, yeah, so I just think it's run its course, and they need somebody new, and preferably a new quarterback. I think that's all to come. And also on the other side of the ball, we have the Colts also in the playoff picture as of right now, uh, getting a getting an important win coming down the stretch. They might fuck around and win that division. Yeah, because – all these all these teams hover around eight and six. Every win counts, and yeah, I think the Jaguars have a tough one this week. I was just about to say, who do they play this week? The Bucks in Tampa. So yeah, maybe Ooh. the toughest game of the season. Big show, baby. God, the Florida Bowl. Don't Great let the kid Bowl. get hot. The golf coast. Um. Yeah, I remember being booed off stage two to three weeks ago when I said the Colts were probably going to make the playoffs, but Gardner is just too good. And we've now clearly seen that um, Shane Steichen is the reason the Eagles were fucking good. I wouldn't do that anymore. anymore. And uh, no, I mean, obviously they still have a really good roster and everything, but Sirianni is such a jackass, just the most hateable person ever. But the Colts, yeah, I mean, I can't even say, obviously, confidently that they have a sh- chance of winning a playoff game, but they could definitely win this division, like you said, or steal a wild card as long as they grab another win or two on the way out. I don't think the Jaguar team has ever been disrespected more than the Philadelphia Eagles this season. I would say almost the exact opposite. I mean, They might the be the most or- over-respected team I've seen in the last decade. No way. True. The 
Vikings last year. Any of the Steelers the year before that? Any of the Chiefs teams ever? I mean, the Eagles are bad. I disagree. I mean, they lost to a bad, bad Seahawks team when they needed a win. Dallas lost to fucking Arizona without Kyler. Yeah, but that was in week two. Okay. The games at the end of the season, everyone's, you know, everything's more important. The Eagles have one kryptonite, one Achilles heel, and that's James Bradbury. And their entire offense. Mostly James Bradbury. You know, he gave up every reception on that game-winning drive. Yeah, I did see that. And it was the last time the Eagles had a passing touchdown. You didn't have one against the Seahawks? No. I also just feel like since we're already kind of speaking in the future, we should just move up to the current week and can kind of look back if we need to. So we don't have 30 games to talk about. So you're saying just preview the upcoming games? No, no, I'm saying, like, we're still doing, you know, the games from, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're literally talking about this past week. You're right. All right, my bad. Go ahead. (laughs) All right, well, I guess we'll move on to the Broncos-Lions, Lions Lions 42, Broncos 17. Uh, Jay, what do you think about this? Sam Laporta is God. Like, you fucking heard it here first. As the resident college football expert and inventor of the sport. I mean, what do you fucking expect? You put him with fucking Jared Bear, Jameer Gibbs, duh. I mean, the Lions are crazy. Yeah, their offense looks good. They're, they're getting very disrespected, too, which is driving me crazy. Everyone keeps saying, like, in the NFC, there's, like, the Niners, Dallas, Philly. Uh, fuck, who's the other team? Or might it's be just, like, the Lions. No, they, they, they keep saying, like, from what I've seen, at least, that the Lions are in, like, that next tier. Well, I would, yeah, but there would be no other team in that first tier. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I was thinking because they, they combined ASC and NFC. Oh, uh, yeah. They, there's five teams that could probably win the Super Bowl. It was those three, um, Kansas City and Baltimore. And they said the next tier was, like, the Dolphins and, like, the Lions and shit. I just fundamentally disagree with that completely. I think the Lions have definitely shown they are the cream of the crop in the NFC, with the exception of the Niners. So, um, very much disrespected, but I think that actually works in their favor. Yeah, it's just going to be tough. This week's going to be tough, too, for them. Having to go play in the cold, not Jerry yeah. Bear's favorite thing to do. Yeah, but at least in the playoffs, we're going to have home playoff games. So, that's huge. Yeah, that, that will help. All right, we'll move on to Sunday. Uh, I guess we can quickly go through this. Dolphins, Jets, 30-0. to zero. <laughs> Not much really changes there. I was going to say this really this game didn't tell me anything about either team that I didn't already know. 
Like, I guess you can bring up the whole Tua playing without Tyreek thing, but they still have so many fast weapons, and it's the Jets, so it still wasn't that surprising. Did you see Tua's, like, unhinged press conference after the game? Uh, no, I didn't. What did he say? He was just like, yeah, you know, I suck without Tyreek, right? Like, whatever you guys want to say. I don't care. I don't care. He was just, like, kept saying he doesn't care what people have to say and then proceeded to say that he keeps receipts and quoted everything that's been talked about him. I was just like, all right, too. Like, I get it. But, like, that's that's probably not a good sign. You got to pick a lane because clearly it fucking you, – you clearly care. Yeah, if you didn't care, you wouldn't have an outburst at it. It's, like, the only time you speak to everybody. Yeah, like he raised his voice and everything. He was like, "Yeah, no, I fucking suck, right?" So was it, was this the one where I saw a clip of him like saying, "You know, give whoever the MVP." Like, I don't care. Was this part of that same rant? I believe it was. Yeah, it just the overarching theme was I don't care, but then proceeded to list how much he cares in all the examples yeah. that he. I don't care enough to come up here and say it, but. <laughs> If I did care, yeah. this is what people would have said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, I mean, you're, what are they, 10 and 4 now? Like, in the MVP conversation, like, not really a good sign that everything's going right and you're still freaking out on people at press conferences. Like, <laughs> post 30 to 0 win. Yeah, and you should. They should be eleven and three. Like the fact that they lost that e game, being up two scores with like less than three minutes left is third. Yeah, like they should yeah. be right there. I think would they would they be the one seed if them and Baltimore were both eleven and three? Yeah, they would have the tiebreaker. I'm pretty sure. So like that right there is just that's an inexcusable loss. If he had this outburst. Yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad time to lose a game. Good time for me though. Yeah, Will Levis, baby. Speaking of Will Levis, Texans Titans, nineteen sixteen Texans. Great year. With everybody at quarterback, Case Keenum leading the comeback. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. I just saw like on red zone. It's like, oh, Case Keenum, like, throws a touchdown or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? Where's Davis? So I didn't even know he was on the team. Also, I heard Case Keenum's playing again this week. What what was C.J. Stroud's injury? I thought it was concussion. Yeah, he had, like, a really, really bad one. Oh, it was, it was bad. I don't think I remember seeing the hit. But I figured it was like, oh, concussion, like, he'll miss one week, then he'll be back out again. Yeah, no. That was he- my biggest uh, storyline coming out of this game was honestly – that exact point that Stroud's still going to be out again, even with them making their playoff push. Right, like a lot of important – every game's important. Yeah, tying it all back to the Colts just winning the division possibly. (laughs) All right, next game was just a QB fest for the ages. Buccaneers versus Packers, 34-20. At one point during this game, I texted Jay, Baker versus Love, greater than sign Brady versus Rodgers. At, like, one point in the fourth quarter or third quarter, they were just slinging it. Yeah. 
good analysis, sure. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever seen Baker Mayfield throw an incomplete pass on third down. Like I, I definitely I, not one that's his fault. Yeah, I stand by that. Yeah, unless he targets Mike Evans because every other pass he will drop. But um, he's so goddamn good. He's so clutch and currently has higher passer rating than Hurts, Mahomes, and Josh Allen, which is not getting talked about nearly enough. It was looking good. Seventh system in six years. It pretty much looks like an easy, uh, easy taking of the division. <laughs> you just have to like not screw up here, and, and they're in. Yeah, this this weekend's game is huge. Um, they play Sunday. Yeah, versus the Jags. Four and a half. They're favored two and a half points, which is kind At of at home. Trevor Lawrence may or may not play. True. Well, I think it would be the Jags' best interest to not play him ever again. Yeah, even when he gets 100% healthy, he just needs to uh, sit a couple games out yeah. and think about it. Probably retire. Yeah, it wouldn't be terrible either. He's the most there's, been some, there's been some insult stats going around on him. Just look at it and you're like, oof, yikes. All right, we'll keep it moving, though. Giants, Saints, Saints 24, Giants 6. After last night, this game doesn't really matter anymore. Is the Saints seem dead? The Saints are dead as long as Derek Carr is their quarterback. And Dennis Allen is their head coach. Yeah, more so the latter, I will say. But, um, my God, Derek, I don't know. It's almost like he's only good if his team is getting blown out and they make a comeback effort. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he does a good job of making his stat line look good. Yeah. Like you're down 27 to seven in the fourth quarter. And then it was 30 to seven. Oh, it was 30 to seven. Cause like I checked, it was 27 to seven and then it was 30, 22 final. Yeah. It was 30 to seven in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he fucking sucks, but, you know, is what it is. As long as um, fucking what's-his-face got a contract, his contract won't look as bad. Dan Jones. Yeah, I uh, even when the Rams went up, like, 7-0 in last night's game, I was automatically like, yeah, like, the Saints are just, they're not going to win this game. <laughs> and it's crazy because... Well, um, I know you just said the final, but they scored that touchdown with, like, almost four minutes left still. So, yeah. in theory, they had a chance to, like, get off the field. And yeah, if they would have got one game. more stop, they would have got one more stop. They could have tied it up, which is just crazy. But it is. But at the same time, was still never in doubt that they were going to lose. Like, that just, of course, wasn't going to happen. And, dude, Dennis Allen is so bad. Like, I think on the first drive – they went for it on fourth down at, like, a worse position. And then the next drive, they got further into field goal range and then, like, punted. Like, he is just ridiculously bad as a head coach. One thing I do want to mention, just because I feel like it's not getting talked about as much as it should, 
Matt Stafford is so back. Oh, my God. Five straight games over 100 passer rating and 14 touchdowns to one pick. I will happily take my victory lap on this week after week. Me as well. I got I got laughed at in the offseason when I said the Rams are easily going to be better than the Seahawks this year. Agreed. There we go. Were we both, see where we're at. Were we both in lockstep? Did we both have nine? Yeah, we did. Because for some reason I keep thinking I had the Rams winning the division, which you might have. I think I did. But honestly, that is a better take than the people saying that they're going to suck again this year. Yeah, I don't see them losing another game this season. Acting like Matthew Stafford coming back wasn't going to be any different from whoever was playing quarterback last year until they got Baker. Never mind. Week 18, they're at San Fran. We'll see. Yeah, San Fran may not have anything to play for at that point. I forget. Who who owns who? Does it McVay that never loses to Shanahan? Or is it Shanahan always beating McVay? I forget which way it is, but I think it is Shanahan over McVay. Better look it up. Kyle Shanahan is nine and four against Sean McVay. Yeah. That's not great. What was that? I'm just just the nine and four. Oh yeah. Yeah, if the 49ers are still playing for the one seed, that could definitely be a loss for the Rams. Yeah. But I think way, for that win last night, though, I mean, yeah, weren't they already in the wild card? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then won again. So I feel like worst-case scenario, they still have a very good chance to make the playoffs. Even if Yeah, they they'll, pro- they'll be the six or seven seed, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, next game we really don't have to talk about Panthers Falcons nine to seven final. Yeah, that's yeah. We'll next. just skip that. <laughs> hey, say something nice about the Panthers for maybe the first and last time ever. Bryce Young was not the worst quarterback out there. Their owner may be on the Epstein list. Really? <laughs> I think I heard that. That's amazing. I heard that out there somewhere. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess we'll find out soon. List dropping. Yeah, honestly, I, someone tweeted, like, they should have Roger Goodell come out and just, like, every day just announce one name <laughs> draft style. <laughs> like, that is the best idea of all time. <laughs> oh, God, next game, Bears-Browns. Especially when Roger Goodell walks out and he's, like, Roger Goodell. Yeah, he has to announce his own name. Yeah. Bears, Browns. Bears 17, Browns 20. Joe Flacco is so bad. I was going to say, Josh, question for you with the results of this game, because it looks like the Browns are going to hang on to. Would you rather the Ravens lose in the playoffs at home to the Bills or the Browns? Oh, the Browns. 100%. I didn't know if it would hurt more to have Flacco come no, back. No, if, if the Ravens go out, I'm hoping for Flacco to win another title. It's at the fucking executioner's sword done himself. I just want to point out that this game was the worst game of all time. 
There were five fumbles and five interceptions in this game. Like, yeah, tough start to the game. That is for Flacco. And also, I just don't understand how the Bears lost this game. I'm glad they did for my fantasy's sake because I had Amari Cooper. But, my God. I just don't understand the Bears, period. I just really, like, week to week, like, they are just a complete enigma. And I, if you told me, hey, the Bears were going to take a nice step next year, I could be talked into it. But if you also told me the Bears were going to have the worst record in the NFL next year, I would believe that as well. Well, other than the Panthers. Well, this this is how this is how you know. If Bears fans are excited and they themselves think something positive is going to happen, you can assume they're going to stay the same. If the Bears fans are like, oh, pack it in till next year, whatever, this team sucks, they'll probably string a few wins together. They seem like a fan base that never has it right. They just somehow are inventing new ways to lose games week to week, which honestly I think is more impressive than actually winning them. Hey, you like, learn from each loss. They're learning. They're learning lessons other people don't even know about. Yeah, I feel like you would almost be more encouraged as a Bears fan if they like were tanking, but they shouldn't because they already have the Panthers pick and everything. So it's like you want to see them play well, and just like week to week, you just have no idea what you were going to get. Like, wasn't the defense on some ridiculous streak? Of like you know being the like borderline the best defense in football the past month or something, and then like I don't know Justin Fields is always banged up. Yeah, I have no idea, but whatever, who cares? I just want to know like what they're gonna do. I mean, I think it's pretty much yeah. set that they're gonna move off Fields, <clears throat> and I just don't know what they're gonna get for him. But yeah. Then also you can make the argument like Fields doesn't really have a ton around him. So you take Marvin Harrison, number one, and you take, you know, somebody else with their other top ten pick and kind of build around that. But they would probably have to take another lineman. I don't think they're going to, though, just because they're going to have to pay Fields within the next two years. But, I mean, if you told me they were going to have Marvin Harrison Jr., DJ Moore, Cole Komet, uh, and, and like an additional lineman or something with Justin Fields, you'd be like, I think that offense could do well. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't disagree. I just don't think they're going to do that, just given all the cap space they have. They're going to have, like, they've won the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. So, like, I, I just. Yeah, almost uh, certainly whatever they do is going to be wrong. If they draft <laughs> Caleb Williams, he'll just be a bust and. Like, Justin Fields will go somewhere and be, like, an MVP candidate, or they'll keep Justin Fields and ruin his career, and Caleb Williams will be, like, the best quarterback in history. Yeah, I want to see Caleb in Chicago just because I fucking love their uniforms, and, like, I just want the Bears to be a good team again just for the sake of it. But – I don't know. I think to your point, no matter what they do, they're going to just be in this 5 and 12 purgatory forever. They just yeah, need to have really like good. another breakout season to switch or, the mojo around. Or bring back Mitchell. 
I just wholeheartedly agree that it's just out of their control, and whatever they do, they'll be the wrong thing. Like, if they trade Justin Fields, he'll be winning the division in Atlanta next year while Caleb Williams gets hurt where they go, like, you know, 5-12 and 12 or worse. And he if they not. stay, whoever takes Williams, you know, second overall or trades up to get first overall, he's going to turn their entire franchise around. So I can tell you right now, nobody besides the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is winning that division for, the, like, the next decade. So the Falcons, I mean, the Falcons could get good. No, they can't because Arthur Smith is still just going to be like, I'm going to draft in the top 10, the best skill position player every year and just refuse to address the quarterback position and refuse to give those skill position guys the ball ever. Yeah. So in theory, they could get good again. Yeah, probably not though. Cause Arthur Smith's a fucking moron. I don't think Kyle Pitts has five touchdown catches in his career. Yeah. Like, I'm not that might even, be no. true. He, he, has, might, he might have five now. I think he caught one this past week. Yeah, he's got five on the nose. No, he didn't catch one. One, two, and two. That's what he's got so far. And that's, that's with great. And that's with a thousand yard season. God. All right, we'll move to the next game. The Chiefs beat a very, very good Patriots team. 27-17. Did you hear that press conference? If you listen to Nick Wright, you would think the Chiefs just won another Super Bowl. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes called them a very, very good team. He was the third best quarterback on the field, and that's including Yeah, <laughs> That's including who? Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> one for one, one touchdown. Yeah, I guess Can't we have argue to with address that. the uh, Kadarius Tony situation as well. I mean, <clears throat> fool me once, shame on you. It's kind of that's how I feel at this point. Like, I genuinely felt bad for him for the majority of the season and still believed he deserved all these touches and still to this day believe once he physically has the ball in his possession, he's great <laughs> after that. But, I mean, at this point, like, the same thing has happened twice, like hilariously bad pick-drop combos. And, I mean, these are on, like, six-yard throws right in his face mask. And, the, like, the crazy thing is, like, last year he was actually going out on deeper routes and was relatively successful. But then this year it's like, yeah, you're not even doing that anymore. Like, you're not running a single route more than 10 yards down the field. And even that has proven way too much to handle. So I kind of brought this up before, but I think the only solution is to just tell him to gain 5 pounds or 10 pounds and just convert to running back. Like, he should just be in the backfield, and the only way he should be getting the ball at this point is if you put the ball in his chest. <laughs> like, and, and I truly believe he would be productive. Like, I believe he is the second-best running back on the team behind Pacheco. Like, get the ball in his hands, and he will make things happen. But, yeah, he should be in the backfield, and ideally that would fix everything. But Him yeah, and Jarek McKinnon can just switch positions. Yeah, just that one for one trade on the death chart. <laughs> that would be glorious. 
They'd be the yeah, best. I think each player would be better in their spot. But yeah, you can't continue. You can't continue to throw the ball to Kadarius Tony at this point. Yeah, two catches for five yards with that drop is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. he did have. Not what nice, you want to say? He did have like a nice twenty-yard catch and run in the first quarter that got called back for an offensive penalty. Duh. It's also just kind of broader note on this game. It's hilarious that ever since the Bills game, they've been calling all offensive offsides like so much. Yeah, like, and they've called it three or four more times in the next week. Dude, but they've been fucking that call up all fucking season. Like the Steelers Jags game that I was at, nobody was offsides that fucked up Boswell's field goal percentage. They've done it to uh Jason Kelsey a couple times where like yeah. they'll call the guy next to him offsides, but it's really just like Jason Kelsey's arm on the ground and like centers are allowed to do that. Like, they yeah. just see an extra arm in there and then they think it's a lineman and blow yeah, the whistle yeah. for no reason. I think even uh Robbie Anderson in the uh or whatever the fuck his name is now yeah. Miami got uh called for it in the Dolphins Jets game too. So like they're just the refs are reffing. That's how you know that Dolphins Jets game was bad is that he was actually on the field. Yeah. I feel like every time they put him out there he catches a long touchdown. I don't think he did this week, but they put him out there before. <laughs> He did that shit. He's had arguably like the luckiest run of quarterbacks for any receiver in history, too. Like you get Sam Darnold, then you get Baker, and now you have Tua. I mean, he might be the luckiest run receiver of all time. Yeah, seriously. I mean, what more can you fucking ask for? And the fact that he only gets in during garbage time, whether the uh-huh. Dolphins are getting blown out or blowing someone out, and they're like, all right, whatever, you go out just there. Just run and deep. Like, yeah, and, just like, the defense, the defense is just like, this game's over. Who fucking cares? And he just grabs himself, like, a 60-yard touchdown <laughs> every other week. Yeah, it's like, why don't you go out there and just every play just run straight fast and who knows if the ball will come or not? Yeah. And he's like, all right, fine. All right, next game, 49ers-Cardinals. 49ers-45, Cardinals-29. Arizona put up a fight for a little bit. Don't really remember this game at this point. It was close for, like, the entire first half or maybe even longer. And then, yeah, they just pulled away. I mean, San Francisco, I would say, is debatably like the best team in the NFL. Oh yeah, it looks and, like it looks like uh, San Francisco pulled one of those score right before half, get the kickoff, score right after half <laughs> to really change the game. Yeah, that'll do it. Got yeah. the fourteen point swing. We don't talk about it enough. Like in any game, scoring relatively quickly, getting a stop, and then scoring a game, it can take like six minutes or less than 10 minutes of total game time. And that is just so big anywhere. And it's so easily done or so easily fallen into on the wrong side as well. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. For me, McCaffrey is good at football. The biggest thing for me on this game is that 
the Cardinals are gonna some they're gonna win like an additional five games next year just by well a Kyler being healthy. I'll see. Yeah. And B because they're gonna get Marvin Harrison Jr. Because they literally have nobody to throw the ball to outside of Trey McBride. He's fucking good, though. Like, I've yeah, been, he's really you know, good. Like, you can't like, even name the rest of their skill position guys, especially when Hollywood's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't Which seems that. to be like, pretty Hollywood. often. Exactly. So, like, them, like, healthy Kyler with a decent running game with James Conner, Trey McBride, and Marvin Harrison Jr. And, and Hollywood. And the defense is playing hard under Jonathan Gannon. Like, I could see them being like a seven and ten team next year after you know winning only three, four games this year. Yeah, the Cardinals might be my NFC team next year. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, who knows? Um, a storyline I've been seeing a lot heading into this week, and obviously we'll talk about the Ravens game later, but. I've been hearing on a lot of mainstream media the headline that, like, whoever wins this Ravens-Niners game on Christmas is, like, the MVP favorite at that point and most likely winning it, whether it's Purdy or Lamar. Well, I don't think it should be either one of them personally, but I think we've been over this multiple times. Like, I'm a firm believer in the word valuable. I think two weeks ago you said Lamar was your MVP. Yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't. I don't think played great recently. He had a good game this past week. Not really. Fourteen of twenty. Fourteen of twenty-four with a pick, less than two hundred yards. Like, don't get me wrong. He ran the ball like crazy, but that's just expected. But I mean, that's part of his value. No, when I talk agree. about it being most valuable. He yeah, does I, the most. I would. I think McCaffrey personally. Um, yeah, but, I mean, he would probably be up there, too. And I think I think he could – I think he would be also, in like, if the 49ers win this week and McCaffrey carries them to that win, I think very much that could shoot him towards the front of the MVP conversation over um, Purdy or Lamar. Yeah, if they win, like, somewhat convincingly, because I don't think either team's going to blow out the other – if they win, I like, do think if it's a blowout, it will be 49ers blowing out the Ravens. I don't think the Ravens have the ability to blow out the 49ers. I'm not like the 49ers have not had a weakness when fully healthy, so I could see that. Yeah, I um, if the Niners win convincingly and McCaffrey has a big day against you know a top two or three defense in the league, then I think you can't not give it to him. A hundred percent. If any non quarterback's going to win it, it should be him. I mean, I feel like Tyreek's kind of out of it at this point because he missed a game, and I feel like he's unless he just goes crazy coming off this injury. Like I really don't think he's going to break two thousand, especially in sixteen games. So, yeah, if it's not going to be a quarterback, it would have to be him. But I am very curious to see how that game plays out because I yeah, also I'm excited. Yeah, for the sake of, like, the Ravens and their individual playoff future, like, them beating the Dolphins the following week is even more important. Yeah, the Ravens' last three games, like, Lamar could easily still win it. Like, I think it's between – at this point, it's got to be just between Lamar, McCaffrey, and Purdy. But the Ravens being at San Fran, then the Dolphins, then finish with the Steelers, who always play tough and are probably going to be playing for, like – 
a fucking chance to make the playoffs. Um, I think if Lamar plays well in all three of those games and they still finish like thirteen and four, um, yeah, I think he could home. easily get, he could easily go win it at these last three matchups. But at the same time, he could also he could also give it away. Yeah, this in game these is last good. three matchups. It's really just this game, I think. If he turns the ball over like two or three times in this game and they get beat pretty convincingly, I don't think there's a chance he wins it. No, me either. But I, I'm saying he could play well in this game and then like throw a game ceiling pick six against the Dolphins and also give it away. Yeah. Because yeah, that game will also be very important in the AFC. One person I will say can sneak into the conversation. I know more. Yeah. He was James, knocking. James Cook. Is going to be Josh Allen when they inevitably win out this the rest of the season, and he's going to go ballistic, and he's still going to lead the league in total touchdowns. Yeah, he's uh, going to hand the ball off very well. <clears throat> well, we'll just get into it. Bills, Cowboys, my NFC team, thirty-one ten. It was the James Cook show. The Bills are just so much better than Dallas that they said. Josh Allen doesn't even have to play this game because we're still going to beat the shit out of you. That was so Jim Harbaugh, Michigan football, that it fucking fired me up. Like, you have a five-star recruit in J.J. McCarthy against Ohio State. We're not going to throw a fucking pass in the second half. And we're yeah, that's still- the Bills' recipe for success. Yeah, that's what it should be. You should The quarterback shouldn't have to be Superman 24-7. And that's they what shouldn't have to go over 100 yards. That's exactly. They shouldn't. I'm a firm believer in that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, you've always been very anti-pass yards. I'm not anti-pass yards, but I am pro-running the football and emasculating your opponent. Oh, yeah. Game managers. That's what I'm all about. They're not game managers. Alex game Smith. And, and game managers. Did it with the best of them. A game managers, to me, is a good thing. Yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. It's not an insult. Like, that's what... Don't, I, I, don't, I don't consider it an insult, like, genuinely. I mean, my favorite quarterback of all time is Alex Smith. Christ. Yeah, I called game manager all the time. I mean, if Allen does have very good stats and win out and simultaneously steal the divisions by beat or steal the division by beating the Dolphins the last week of the season, I mean, he will have a valid case. Um but I also think someone else would have to play themselves out of it, which is highly likely. Like Lamar could easily play himself out of the MVP. But also, yeah, it's tricky because if the Bills beat the Dolphins for the conference or for the division, that also I think would mean that most likely the Ravens would have beaten the Dolphins to give him that right. opportunity. So if Lamar is still playing well, it would be hard for Allen to jump him. I legitimately think the Dolphins are going to end the season losing three straight. I don't think they beat Dallas this weekend. It's a big, it was a big game. Then they got to go to Baltimore and then Buffalo. Yeah, come and then Buffalo, in. you know, like a, probably a must win either for the division or a playoff spot at that point. And Buffalo already beat the living shit out of them earlier this season. Yeah. Yeah, we'll right, find then, out about Miami for sure because they can't be good. We'll teams. also find out about Dallas. Yeah. 
right. Last game of the week was Eagles Seahawks. Eagles seventeen, Seahawks twenty. Drew Locke. Yeah, dude, I I kind of like Drew Locke. Dude, I love Drew Locke. He's so good. I love that he went to Mizzou. I love that he's like kind of a wig. His haircut is outrageous. <laughs> and post game uh interview, like on the field, like it was just so awesome. Like it's very genuine. He got choked up. I got emotional. It was awesome. Big fan of Drew Locke. Uh not as big of a fan of what Jalen Hurts was attempting to do at the end of the game. And Nick Sirianni somehow. That's the gayest call of all time. Also, Nick Sirianni just continues to put his fucking foot in his mouth. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I think in this day and age, it is smart to, like, be like, hey, underthrow this and try and draw a DPI in desperate situations. But you don't fucking. It's so gay. You don't say that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't come out and be like, yeah, that was our fucking plan. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You can't just say that. Like, I. We we were hoping the refs would bail us out. Like I was yeah, just like your plan is hoping you get a penalty, like you draw a penalty, like that's the play design. Hey, just go out there and fucking flop and underthrow this ball. Don't even don't even attempt to actually catch it. Right. Which is what they did. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. yeah, and that is just like it's, it's reminds me that a fucking head coach would say that. It's so gay to do that, and it's even gayer. To say that's what you were doing? Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it is the Joe Flacco offense, 101, but... Um, yeah, I'd almost argue Joe Flacco wasn't doing it on purpose. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I, feel like he was, I feel like he was genuinely trying to complete the pass and just kept underthrowing people. <laughs> like, in my eyes, he just has no depth perception. He's just genuinely underthrowing these passes on a regular basis. There was a five-year stretch where Torrey Smith was easily the most fouled player in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, I remember. But anywho. That's how we yeah. made our living. Sirianni, uh, that press conference really pissed me off. And also, it's not even like they needed that, though. Like, you have a kicker who just made a fucking 60-yarder to send the Bills game into overtime, and you're like, you have two timeouts and like 15 seconds to get 10 to 15 yards. Like, what the fuck are you doing anyway? So it was just all around bad call, bad press conference, bad answer, bad execution, just bad everything. It's so dumb. I- I may bet the Giants money line this week as a little Christmas present to myself in in, in the lead up for the Ravens 49ers game. I think the Giants are going to get their dicks kicked in so much that I think Tommy DeVito might not complete five passes. Dude, in Philadelphia, you just throw it towards James Bradbury. You'll complete That's also pass. True. But then it's also a sneaky revenge game for Bradbury because he was on the Giants. Yeah, I don't know if he physically can get up for a game. If he's oh, capable he definitely of a revenge can. game. He has nobody to guard. The Giants receivers are a joke, and for some reason they do not let Jalen Hyatt play. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I'm not going to bet the Giants money line, but part of me wants to. <laughs> I mean, it would be a good, somewhat of a good bet if, if Dan Jones was playing, but. 
Do we want to go over any important games coming up this week? Christmas week preview? Going last night's game since it just happened. I think we uh, technically did skip the Ravens-Jags game on Sunday night, but we also kind of already talked about Lamar for MVP and Trevor Lawrence sucking, so we don't really have to get Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so last night it was Rams-Saints. I mean, real quick about Trevor Lawrence. I love that everyone who bitches about Josh Allen turning the ball over has not acknowledged that who leads the NFL and fumbles loss in the last three seasons. It's fucking Trevor Lawrence by a fucking country mile. No one talks about it. But anyhow, I keep pursuing. I mean, the words Trevor Lawrence is better than Josh Allen have never come out of my mouth until obviously right now saying it <laughs> rhetorically. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. I'm not saying you specifically. I'm just saying, like, in general, I've, like, the the mainstream sports media is always like, Josh Allen turns the ball over too much. And meanwhile, he has literally one more pick than Patrick fucking Mahomes. But, and, and Trevor Lawrence fumbles, like, once a game. I was but, saying, I think Jalen Hurts has, like, the same amount as yeah, Josh yeah, Allen but, at this point. But all you ever hear about is Josh Allen. It's, it's infuriating. Well, we can just get into the fact that the national media should not even be allowed to talk about the Bills at this point because whatever they say is just going to be wrong. Like, they were 5-6 and six or 6-6, six and six, losing a couple games they should not have lost. And there are people being like, something's wrong with the Bills. There's no chance they make the playoffs at this point. Like, it's it'll be too little too late. The second they said that, I put money on the Bills to make the playoffs because they'll just yeah. never be right. And now they win like two – this was literally like two weeks ago people were saying this. And they won like two games in a row, two, three games in a row. And now like, yeah, Bills should be the Super Bowl favorite from the AFC. It's like can you just calm down and be like realistic about what's going on with the Bills right now? And I do agree that they have – like they are scary if they get in the playoffs. But to just go from zero percent chance they miss the play, they make the playoffs, to should be the Super Bowl favorite in like a ten day span on air, that's crazy. Yeah, honestly, yeah. for me, my biggest gripe is just solely with Nick Wright. Um, no matter how many times he eats crow, he still just like doubles and triples down on the same idiotic statements like it's just absurd to me you know he's one in six this season when when they have a segment like picking bills games like and he's acting like this past week like Mahomes played a great game like he dude he threw two picks um I, I don't know that's honestly my main issue is always with Nick Wright when it comes to the bills and the chiefs yeah well Nick Wright's one of those guys where he rarely says something I agree with but even if he does say something I agree with, he takes it three steps too far for where I just disagree with him again. Yeah. I mean, he got a fucking tattoo saying there was never a doubt that the Chiefs were going to go undefeated this season and then they lost fucking five games and it should have been more. Yeah. Yeah, they were getting absolutely – the Bills were absolutely buried by the media, like you said, less than a month ago. But, I mean, true or false, have they not lost since the 9-11 article came out? Cause I'm just <laughs> oh, no, to definitely. I, definitely. I, was, I think that was like 2-0. Two, two I'm <laughs> just 
say, I'm really starting to feel like that just worked, and they are just taking the fucking Al-Qaeda <laughs> mindset, and they are just going to work. <laughs> yeah. The the title of the episode has to be, like, Osama McDermott. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Will Bills hijack the entire NFL playoff? <laughs> Oh, God. They might. I mean, they are playing well. We'll see what happens. Again, like I said, I would not be surprised if they lost to the fucking Chargers this week. I mean, they won't, but if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised the line is only 12 and a half. The Bills winning the Super Bowl would be Nick Wright's (laughs) 9-11. It would be. There's just no doubt about it. It would be also my 9-11, but for the other reasons. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that one might be pulled off Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, anywho, last night, Stat Mafford, the go. Oh, yeah. 30-22. AK me. If there's a player in the NFL that plays exactly like me at the quarterback position, it's Stat Mafford. I almost texted you on Cooper Cup's first drop touchdown and just said you to you. Christ, I didn't know he dropped the touchdown. That just he, dropped two. Said, he dropped two. Like, he dropped two. He dropped two. Jeez. Their first. So I like, yeah. yeah, he I'm the first so one was well, the first one was an easier catch that he just dropped, like running an out on the goal line. And then the second one was a post that Stafford dropped in there and he just couldn't bring it in. Christ. I'm it glad was, uh, I didn't watch. Hashtag I watched the games. Yeah. It was neither of them were like flat out egregious where they like hit him in the fucking face mask and he dropped it. I thought it. the like, first one was kind of, I thought the first one was kind of egregious. Well, what I was going to say is regardless with him being who he is and being like yes. one of the best receivers in the NFL, you would not expect him to that, drop either of those. That 100%. was my thought on the second one. Like, ooh, that was fingertips, but, like, he makes that catch almost every time. The first one I thought was just like a routine. He may have gotten tackled on the goal line and not gotten in, I feel like, but, like, yeah, to, not catch it, to not catch it at all was a flat-out drop. Hmm. Well, that's disappointing to hear, but it doesn't matter because even if that Because Kamara didn't score. Yeah, exactly. So, Which he got completely shut down that game. I don't think he had 40 yards. That's probably the bigger storyline is, I mean. I'm he had nine carries for 19 yards. Yeah, and he only had yeah. 16 receiving yards. Yeah. Uh I'm not going to sit here and say, like, that the Saints offense is a juggernaut by any means, but the fact that the Rams defense played really well and they didn't do, like, anything is good for them going into the playoffs because, obviously, you trust Stafford in the offense. Well, I just don't understand what the Saints are trying to do on offense to begin with because it's, like, one week for, like, we're going to get Taysom Hill so involved. And then this past week, he had two fucking carries, no targets, nothing. Like, it's, it's, I just don't understand the idea of having these guys that are sort of like a Swiss Army knife and not use them as much as humanly possible. Like, you think about it, you have Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams in the backfield, you have Chris Olave and Taysom Hill. Like, those are four legit pieces. And I feel like they're just still, like, 
a slightly more creative version of the Steelers' offense. Yeah, it's crazy because Olave did. I mean, this was his, he was out last week, but he still, I think, caught like eight or nine passes for like 130 yards. And, and like, had like three drops, two drops. And, yeah, and again, like Derek had a good stat line or whatever, but like you look at that and you're like, okay, like maybe they didn't play that bad, but then it's like the game was never even close. I think their strategy is like maybe if we're just so confused and have no idea what we're doing, the defense won't know what we're doing either. Genius. Big brain stuff. This is Dennis Allen stuff right there. There's a 0% chance that he is still the head coach. He can't be. There's just no way. Anywhere ever again. Yeah, no, I think it'll be at least two years before he's even a D.C. again. Do you want to talk about any other games from this upcoming week? Uh, Let me see who plays tomorrow. The Steelers, 0% Steelers-Bengals. You think Steelers just lose that game? There's no way. They're at home. No way. They're underdogs. As they should be. And honestly, the number's not big enough. The real yeah, but game, since he doesn't have uh, DJ Reader or Jamar Chase. That's, who cares? It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, the like, plus, again, I, I do not disagree with anything you said about the current state of the Steelers, but Tomlin as a home dog is a witch's brew as old as time that is bound to hit usually. No. No, no. Mm-mm. I bet they win this one. I don't think they're going to win this game. And if they do, it doesn't mean anything. They're just going to lose at least one of the next two games. Yeah, oh, it means a lot, though, for the Bengals. Yeah, true. I mean, I, I that is a game that I want the Steelers to win solely because I hate the Bengals. I but, would, yeah, I want the Steelers to win because I don't want the Bengals to get into the playoffs. It sucks, though, because I also don't want the Steelers to win another game for the rest of eternity. Um, I also, I kind of do want the Bengals to get into the playoffs just to, so I can say they did it without Burrow. That was yeah, but Burrow would just come back in the playoffs. Yeah, and then they lose. And then yeah, but they what if they just, what if they don't lose? That would be my nightmare. True. If they, if Browning carried them to the playoffs and then. And then Joe Burrow wins them a Super Bowl, that would be a nightmare. Yeah, that would be extremely annoying. I kind of like Burrow. Yeah, it's just like I'm just in, in the. I don't want anyone in the division to win the Super Bowl unless it's Joe Flacco. Fair. Um, Especially yeah, more like younger quarterbacks. More importantly, my Bills play. Yeah, we don't. And yeah, we beat, don't really have to talk about that game. Beat the living shit out of the Chargers. Um, Honestly, even, even if the Bills have a fall-off spot from their rough stretch they just had, they'll still beat this team by 10, 12 points. Yeah, like, yeah, if they come out and half-ass it because they're so drained from their last three wins, they're still winning this game by double digits. So it's like, go ahead and have your letdown spot here. We should just, like, the top two or three games of the weekend, I think we should just make our picks on, because there are some huge games with a lot yeah. of, like, start Jacksonville at Tampa. I think we're all in lockstep on the Bucks. Oh, yeah, Tampa minus two and a half. Yeah. And the Jags, this time of year, they'll always lose a dumb one that they shouldn't. 
even though they should lose this one. Um, yeah, the only thing in their favor is that Trevor Lawrence is like probably not playing. Like that would be best case scenario. Yeah, but if they're who's their backup? Because if it's a guy that they don't want to play over a somewhat injured Trevor Lawrence, like that can't be a good sign. It's Beathard who played really well the one game he did come in for. In the Beathard Browning Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, are we? Is anyone picking the Dolphins to beat? Dallas? Yeah, I think they will. I'll take I just, I mean, I've been on the Cowboys train for four weeks, and I fucking get it. I fucking get it. They just can't win a big game. They're not going to yeah, win this one. This is the yeah, fraud. This is, this is, this is fraud, fraud bowl. bowl. Yeah. So. Um. I don't want to pick but this I mean, game. You could say every point you just made, you could say the exact same thing about the Dolphins, and it's debatably worse. Yeah, like it's they just have, my, yeah. Even, you know what? Like You're talking me into it. With, yeah, they like have not even beat a team with a winning record this year. Yeah, and like talk me Dallas into is, it. Dallas is at home, right? No, it's in Miami. But I don't it's think I really in Miami. Only a matter. That's. That's why it's the fraud bowl because it's in Miami. If, if it was in Dallas, Dallas would win by thirty-five points. Yeah, but yeah, it's in Miami, so it's like, who's worse, the Dolphins against a team with a winning record or the Cowboys on the road? Like, who knows? Yeah. I just think the only thing that concerns me is Dallas's run defense. Yeah, I was going to say Cowboys uh, defense might might like, convince me to pick them. Because if Buffalo is going to be able to do that, like Miami's got an even better rushing attack than Buffalo does, so um, I don't but know. My Miami's offensive line is banged up. Yeah, I know it's it's a, it's a tough game to pick for sure. I mean, that's why I think it's a you know a one point spread now. Yeah, yeah is uh, Tyreek playing? Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, that's that's uh. You know, I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm taking the Cowboys, too. I might actually yeah. bet it, too. If I had to pick one, I would probably lean Dallas as well. That's but. probably going to be the game of the week, so that one's going to be on TV. Yeah. That, and then obviously Ravens-Niners is, I feel like, the other biggest game of the slate this weekend and over Christmas. Yeah. So it's San Fran minus five. And the only thing I would say about this game is that the Ravens are a little bit annoying because they quote unquote feel disrespected about the line. Like you're on the road across the country against probably the best team in the NFL. I think five to six is a very fair number. Yeah. I'm and the and the only thing like I tend to agree with your take that if this game's gonna be a blowout, it would be the Niners blowing out the Ravens. But then there's that whole NFC team thing that like plays into it and the fact that when they played I mean it was two years ago with a different offensive coordinator, so I'm not saying anything, but like Lamar did beat the 49ers with like Shanahan as the coach and like some of these core guys there in his MVP season. Granted, I'm pretty sure that was in Baltimore in the rain. So like I'm not putting any serious stake in that, but like I definitely 
am not counting the Ravens out by any means. No, I'm taking Ravens plus five. I think this game is going to be close, like Jay said. I, I was just saying if the if there's a chance of a blowout, I think it's 49ers blowing out the Ravens. But I do think it's going to be close. So I'll take the Ravens with the points. And the the Friday version of me thinking clearly is like if the Ravens cover – and this is a three-point game or less on the road, I should be happy with that. But as soon as the whistle blows, like, if we lose this game, we shouldn't even be in the playoffs. I was That's just uh, how my brain works. I was thinking even hypothetically, like, well, what would you say to this, Josh? If I told you guaranteed loss for the Ravens this week, but guaranteed win against Miami. Would you take that? Yeah, 100%. But also, I'd be livid every snap (laughs) of the game against the 49ers. You would still just watch every snap knowing from jump they were going to lose and just be heartbroken. Yes. And it's just when the game starts, that just – like the Ravens covering against the best team in the NFC – like, at their place, not a neutral site, like, lose by, like, one or two in a tough fault game. Today, that sounds like a dream come true. Come <laughs> Sunday morning, that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Losing this game by one. Fair. I really don't know who I would pick in this game. Um, I, I guess take the 49ers minus five. I know you want to. I just put in – I did an alternate spread. I put Ravens plus 14 and a half just because I'm just to be safe. Going out on a limb there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think – I guess I, I would take San Fran. Um, I think they're going to win, but I, I don't know if it's going to be close or if it's going to be a blowout because they – they just scare me. I don't know. Because if they get out to a lead early and then they can just play downhill, um, I think it easily could be, you know, a two or three score win. But uh, I don't know. I hate these kind of games. I love watching them. I hate betting them. Yeah. And then there's also that other stat, like, even though the Ravens have three losses, like, they've gone into every, like, fourth quarter winning. So if the Niners are down late, coming back isn't necessarily, like, their thing. Not that they couldn't do it. So I think it will be a close game. It will be a good game for sure. All right. Is there anything else we want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, no. No? All right, no. sounds good. Well, we'll be back sometime next week to recap how we did talking about these games. And then say brag about how right we are. Yeah, most yeah. likely. <laughs> we'll probably do that whether we're right or wrong, to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially this entire podcast. So <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the premise of the show. 